What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here, as usual. We are doing a new episode of Phoenix Down. I want to welcome you all to Phoenix Down episode 19.0. Tonight I have with me my uh, partner in crime, Matt. Hello, everybody, and uh, happy almost Halloween. Happy almost Halloween. In fact, this is our Halloween episode, along with probably next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Which will be which will be after Halloween when it goes live, <laughs> but uh, for Halloween we had a poll on uh, which game we wanted to do for Halloween, and we had uh, a few really good choices. Uh, it went between Dead Space, uh, Silent Hill Two, Siren Blood Curse, um, and there was one more. Can you remember what it was? Oh shit! All right, Dead Space, Siren. Silent Hill, Fear was another one. Mm-hmm. I think that was it. Uh, but there's some good Halloween games. Yeah, the the, the didn't really matter because the poll was a complete landslide <laughs> for Siren Blood Curse. I'm talking the next closest thing was Silent Hill, and it got like maybe four votes, while Siren Blood Curse got like ten. Oh wow! So. That was that was it. Nobody vote for Dead Space. Apparently, people don't like Dead Space. It's I don't know. It's too mainstream, you know. Yeah, there's been three of them, so it's a little less interesting. There's been three sirens. Yeah, but who played the first two? Uh, I saw a friend play the first one. Um, wasn't the second one Japan only? It may have been. I can't remember. But I know I do know that the first siren did come out over here. Yeah, the first one did for sure, and it's on the PSN, I think. It may be, yeah, I think so. Um, oh yeah, interesting side note. Um, we bought uh, Siren Blood Curse. Um, was about two weeks ago now. Yep. Um, and uh, this week, PlayStation <laughs> Plus has it for ten dollars. Yeah, it's a good thing that I uh, both splurged for the physical copy, and then paid extra to get expedited shipping to get it here in time for that sale to start. <laughs> yep. That's that, yeah. I paid 40 bucks for it. Yeah. I ended up paying 50 And you can pick up, uh, you can pick it up for 10 bucks now. Hope you have some hard drive space, though. Yeah. You have to download every episode individually. Even with the disc, I think I had to install five or six gigs. Jesus Christ. Which is quite a bit less, but still. Yeah. So one of the things I don't know, I can't remember from the first Siren game, but the big thing about Siren Blood Curse was that it was, for the United States, 
only released as a downloadable game on the PlayStation Network. Yeah, kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, um, and they released it in episodes. They split it up into episodes, almost like a television show. And you can only get them in episode packs. You couldn't just buy episode one. You had to buy episodes one through four, and then four through yeah, five eight, through eight. or yeah. five yeah five through eight, and then in up to twelve episodes. Uh, but you could also buy them as the whole thing for a little bit of a discount. Um, Which, if you're going to start it, you might as well just exactly who would want, who would want to start this game and not finish it? Yeah, I mean that sounds like paying fifteen bucks for a demo, yeah, as opposed to just saving the five bucks and buying the whole thing. But as we always do with um, with all our new games that we start, I want to talk about the history with uh, the game that we're talking about. Um, I'll just go ahead and say I played the demo. Um, in fact, I got the Wikipedia page up here for because I'm kind of curious of when this came out. It was released in Japan July 24th of 2008. In fact, it came out this, every region at the same time. So July 24th, 2008. Um, excuse me, except for uh, except for Australia. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, so. 2008, trying to imagine when I got my PlayStation 3. Um, it had to have been close to around that time. I think I got mine in 2007. Yeah, I think I did too. So it was whenever Metal Gear Solid 4 came out. Um, so this was a fairly new uh, thing for the PlayStation. Um, it was also one of the first... It was one of the more groundbreaking ones because it was an all-downloadable title. And the PlayStation Network had a few of those, but they were like $15, $10 things that people really weren't used to yet. But when you released a full-on game that you could get in disc form somewhere, it was kind of groundbreaking at the time. I remember being weirded out when it came out, though, in the fact that it was a episodic game where all the episodes came out at once. And I'm buying them all at once. So I'm like, it's not really an episodic game. <laughs> But yeah, they they pushed it out like, oh, this is the new type of episodic content, you know, because before that there really wasn't any. It was all just yeah. It, the the only thing was Half Life, you know, Half Life Episode One, and then four years later, Half Life Episode Two came out, and then twenty five years later, maybe we'll get three. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, this was one of those, oh, this is how we're how episodic content is going to be in the future. Kind of thing, and it was one of those. We're going to offer it all at one time, and you can get part of it now and part of it later. Or if you want to splurge and just get it all, get it right then and there. And I was just, you know, it interested me, and I really wanted to play this game because I, you know, I loved horror games and stuff yep, like that. Me too. And I tried out the demo, and I thought the demo was relatively creepy. I can't remember the demo, um, but I remember I was kind of impressed at the time because. It was a pretty good-looking game for its time. Yeah, and it still has some some good stylistic choices. Yeah, even if even if some of the aspects of, of the visual appeal of it are dated quite a bit now. Um, but the uh, my history of it was I I knew about it because you know at this point I was listening to podcasts and people were talking about it all the time because oh this is this is going to be this new type of revolutionary way to get your games is through downloading them and stuff like that. And so everybody was talking about Siren Blood Girls. Um, it's just, I don't think many people played it, you know, I, I, it, right. everybody talked about it, but nobody actually played it. Um, because back then it was kind of a hard pill to swallow to pay 
full price or you know 40 bucks for a downloadable game granted it is a full game but you know back then we were used to xbox live arcade games costing five to ten dollars yeah before they even hit fifteen dollars as like the common price exactly so you know it, it, it i guess it could it, it did break ground but i don't think it caught on at that point yeah you know, it's not a game that i i've heard referenced much since either no. It kind of just came out and then faded away into obscurity. Yeah. It had, it had its month of release, and that was about it. Yeah. But um, let's see here. Uh, Matt, what about you? Uh, pretty much the same boat. I, I was interested in it because I, I like horror games. Uh, I remember playing the demo and sort of liking it. Uh, and I agree with you. I thought it was kind of creepy, and it looked pretty cool. And... I kind of feel this way about most demos. Once I realized I liked it, I stopped playing the demo and never wanted to touch the demo again because I didn't want to spoil myself on the meat of the game once I finally did buy it. Yeah. But I never did buy it until two weeks ago. So <laughs> I've always kind of been interested in it, but I've just pretty much just forgotten about the game. Yeah. I knew that um, a lot of people wanted to – they were like, oh, I'm going to play Asia so I can get the European version or the um, – Oh man! Is it... Yeah, I bought the Asian version. Asian not the, version, not the Japanese version, but the Asian version. Yeah. So mine actually has a different title. It's not Blood Curse, but it's New Translation. The New Translation. Uh, and from from speculation and from what I hear on the Wikipedia page, there were certain changes. I don't know the changes. Yeah, I read there was a stabbing scene early on that gets. Clouded over and you can't really see it in the American version. Okay, it's a little more gory and direct in the in the Asian version. But sounds, that's the only specific I can find. Sounds uh, I, I can't remember when Manhunt Two came out, but it sounds kind of like that kind of censorship. Yeah. Um. Just up the film grain a little bit. Yeah, pretty much. Which <laughs> that's the first thing it hits you. Yeah. Damn, this game is dark, and that filter does not help. No. I. I had to readjust my TV. <laughs> I could not do enough in-game to make this game bright enough to have any idea what's going on. Yeah, it's... Oh, man, that's, that game's really dark. It, um... Let's see. So I have a good amount of complaints about this game. Hmm. You and me both. Yeah. <laughs> um... This game does not feel like a horror game to me. In what sense? Due to the fact, I would say that it it feels like a horror game, and if I were watching somebody play it, I would think that it was a pretty good game. But playing it myself breaks all those illusions, and it doesn't feel like a horror game to me to play. But I would love to watch somebody play this game, especially right. in two thousand and eight. The it has an kind of an archaic control scheme where. It's kind of like tank controls, but not to the full extent. Yeah, it's clearly intentionally restricted. Yeah. But whether that actually functions to make the game more scary because you don't have perfect control, or whether it's just annoying, I don't know which side of the spectrum that it actually falls on. I would be inclined to think that it's slightly more annoying and difficult to deal with than it is 
heightening my immersion and making my, me more scared. Yeah, that's that's the the my biggest thing about this game. And what I said multiple times while playing it was, this is not scary, this is fucking annoying. Yeah. Because it was just, the right stick is completely useless. The only thing it does is move the camera. And it doesn't move the camera like how you think a camera would move in a game like this. You don't swing the camera around, you nudge it a little bit. Yeah, it's basically like you're holding a flashlight and you're just kind of moving the flashlight with your wrist. You know, turning it to the right or turning it to the left. Uh, the the best thing I can probably explain it is in Fatal Frame. Uh, Fatal Frame, you particularly Fatal Frame Two, um, you could move the. You had a flashlight. The right stick was just controlling the flashlight. You still moved spe- only you know exclusively with the left stick, and this is kind of like an updated version of that. The way it plays, um, and it's. Uh, you know, if you want to do a turn, if you want to stop what you're stop moving and just turn to the left or the right, you have to use the left stick. So you have to stop moving, turn, then start moving again. There is no turn and walk at the same time kind of thing. There is, but it's it's one of those ever so slightly things where you will miss your yeah. turn. You know, I want to go down this corridor. Oh shit! I ran into the wall because I can't turn and run at the same time. Kinda, kind of deal. Yeah, so the movement itself takes a hit because you can't rapidly swing the camera around to change where you're aiming. But more f- frustrating to me is the inability to like just look around a wall. Yeah. Or peer around things because you have to like walk out past the edge of the wall, then turn to look. You can't walk up to the wall and then swing the camera around to kind of give you a view even if your character couldn't see it. Exactly. I mean, I... <laughs> Maybe they left that in because in real life you wouldn't be able to see over a wall if you were standing behind the wall. You know, it's – I don't know. It, yeah, there's some hand-waving arguments you could make for why it's included. But that's the same nonsense reason uh, like with the Resident Evil uh, – what, what was the PS2 Resident Evil game where there was no voice chat? Oh, played online? Uh, Resident Evil uh, Outbreak. Yeah, Outbreak 1 and 2. You've, they very easily could have included voice chat, but they said that they didn't because that would make it less scary. Well, maybe being able to move my camera around would make this game a little less scary, but it would make it way more fun. Yeah. Because I don't hate this game, but I literally do not think I have had one minute of fun while playing it. I have not enjoyed a minute of this game. And that sounds awful, and it kind of is. <laughs> Never once did I feel like I was doing something right or in charge of what I was doing or executing anything smoothly. I I just feel like I was playing a mess, and I have not had one minute of fun yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's – but going back to my first statement of I don't think – this doesn't feel like a horror game is to do the fact that once you get a weapon, you're pretty much invincible. Yeah, as long as you can time your strikes well. I don't really have to time my strikes. If you just run behind somebody, you're gonna, you can just stun lock them until they're dead. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I do. You know, is all right. So before we get into the mechanics and stuff like that, I do want to talk a little bit about the story, at least give the backstory. Um. So one of the big 
aspects of Siren, just to, to bring this up, is the mechanic of sight jacking. Is what they call it. I got some other choice words for it. Yeah. I call it bullshit is what I call it. Call it bullshit taking up half my screen. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's bullshit that I never use unless the game tells me I have to do it. Yep. Um, basically, that the mechanic is psychically um, the main characters can see what the other what other people are seeing around them. So both humans and the that, sh- yeah. Shibito. Yeah. Both the enemies and and other characters, good guy characters. Um allies, I should say good guys. <laughs> but um it's <laughs> so you can actually see through the eyes of those of other people. The only thing is is that you have half the screen, the screen divide splits in half. Uh, vertically and the left side of the screen is your character in the third person uh, while (laughs) the other side is in first person in black and white and muffled and you in it's you're seeing through their eyes yeah so picture even on a widescreen the entire right half is gone because you're just looking at a grainy black and white mess so you're left with only half the screen to try and navigate yourself 75% 75% of which is taken up by your character. Yeah. So you can't see what's in front of you or behind you or to the side of you. And even if you could, you wouldn't be able to swing your camera around and look at it. Yeah. So you're basically just left standing there with no idea where to go, no idea how to get there because you can't see anything. And cover all that with the darkness and the film grain. It's basically unplayable when you're in the sight jacking mode. Yeah. Now, anybody out there could say, well, Drew and Matt, I mean, if you dislike the sight jacking so much, don't fucking use it. Well, you know what? I don't use it. But the problem yeah. is, is that when you get spotted by an enemy, it automatically does the sight jacking and it shows, oh, there's this dude running up behind you and he's coming at you really fast. And it, 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 you can't turn it off. You have to have that. You have to have the split screen. You have half a screen to try and navigate. Here's the deal. I know somebody's chasing me. You don't have to show that somebody is chasing me. All right? Well, you can I, turn it off immediately, right? How can you do that? L2? You can. So you can turn it off whenever it does it automatically? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, fuck. I didn't know that. I mean, I still hate that it happens, but yeah, you can turn it off immediately when it... So yeah, it, it it would it would do it and then go away after about five seconds. Right. But then but come right just, back as soon as you hit L two, it'll it'll just leave. Okay, good. Well, then I'm going to start doing that because holy yeah. shit, that was, shit was annoying. I was like, yes, <laughs> I know I'm being chased. No shit. You know, the the only thing that the sight jacking helps with is the there's a blue cross and a red cross. So. On your screen, the screen where your character is, when you sightjack, it will show a red cross for the person that you're sightjacking. And so you can kind of gauge the distance of where they are. Um, Which and on, did come in helpful because I was getting sniped at one point. Yes. Those, I had to try to figure out where that guy was sniping me from. Those those are very helpful. Um, and the uh, when when you're sightjacking a person or an enemy... Um, it's a red cross that's basically showing where you are or yeah. if they can see you, if they're looking at you. Um, so that's the main mechanic of the game. I don't use it. I don't want to use it. 
<laughs> you know, it's 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 annoying to me. The only thing I want to do in this game is get a freaking weapon and just start swinging. Um, but yeah, I mentioned story. We're going back to the story. <laughs> the story takes place in Japan. Um, in this town, um, Hanuda Village is that how Hanuda? Yeah, Hanuda? that's how I say it. I don't know if that's the way it's actually pronounced, but. Um, and it's uh, a village that supposedly disappeared off the face of the planet in like 1976 or something like that. It's like this legend uh, where where everybody just kind of disappeared and it's been abandoned. Like Roanoke? Yeah, like Roanoke. So a TV film crew from the United States comes to do a documentary on it? I don't know. We never. Really I think that's it. why they're there, and I think that's one of the big changes from the original Siren. Okay. Because there was no American crew, I believe, at all in the original game. Is this a remake of the first game? It more reimagining than remake. Okay. It it's basically the same plot, but there's all like all new characters or a lot of new characters. Um, and Maybe a that's lot of, why it's called the new translation. Yeah, that might be. But yeah, it, it's basically a retelling of that story, just differently. Gotcha. Well, so there are multiple. There's multiple characters that that you encounter throughout the game. Um, some of them are playable, some of them aren't, um, and you take on the roles just at random. Uh, whenever the game decides this is the point where you're going to play as this person. Um, but there's a TV film crew uh, doing some type of documentary. Uh, they're out in the woods, and they see uh, a bunch of ritual people doing some type of ritual. Ritual? <laughs> Doing, doing. I would imagine that's what ritual people do. Yeah, yeah, the, the cult people. There we go. It's, it's like these cult people in hoods, you know, doing ritual stuff. Which made me immediately think of Resident Evil Four, and the fact that these kind of act like zombies, but not really. Los Ganados. Yeah. Um. But uh, <laughs> the the uh, they they sacrifice a person. And this is like this is all done through like found footage. Like there's like the cameraman's holding it. And he's like, "Holy shit! They just killed that guy." The voice acting is bad. I guess. Yeah, I consider the voice acting to be bad, but like B movie bad, where I'm okay with it. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Like, yeah, it's bad, but it's not aggressively bad, and like yeah. so bad that it ruins the game. In fact, you know, I'd be I'd be more happy, like I said, to watch this game. And even here, they're shitty acting. So, I don't know. It's I will bring up the other thing. While I was playing this game and during the cutscenes and things like that, you can tell that a Japanese company um, made this game uh, due to the fact that Americans don't speak with such physical emotion <laughs> like these people do. So I had this guy named, what's his name? Sam, like all American fucking name. 
Uh, fuck. Where's it at? You got Howard Wright and you got uh, yeah. Sam Mon- Monroe. Sam Monroe, which is the most American fucking name you could imagine. <laughs> um, and of he's, course, he's wearing plaid. He's wearing plaid because that's what people do when you go to another, you know, another country. You have to plaid. You have to look like a tourist. That's the thing. <laughs> that's is the rule. Um, but Sam Monroe is standing there talking to his wife, and he is doing these wild, you know things with his hands and stuff and I'm like that's how a Japanese person would talk in this situation not how an American would I don't want to sound like I'm anti-Japanese I mean I love playing Japanese games and stuff like that but I mean it's just it's, it's a cultural difference and I can see it because I'm just like it, it kind of it distracts me because I'm like Americans don't talk with their arms and stuff like that you know, I'm doing it right now. You can't see me, obviously. I mean, you can probably, you know, you physically, I mean, we can't talk like that. We just don't. And uh, it, it, it just comes off as strange, you know? Yeah. That's I mean, just, it's said in Japan, but these are not Japanese characters. Yeah, there's, there's, as far as I can tell, there are two Japanese characters that I've met in this game. Yeah. So, so you know, we have Sam Monroe who is like the producer on this documentary. His ex-wife, I should say, his ex-wife, Melissa, I guess Melissa Monroe, I think she kept Melissa her last Gale. name. Melissa Gale. Melissa Gale, so she did change her last name. Um, <laughs> God, we're getting into this shit. Um, <laughs> Melissa Gale, who is the, the presenter, she's the reporter. Um, uh, the TV cameraman, Sol, or Saul, S-O-L. Yeah, I don't know how to, how to pronounce that. Saul sounds more like a name, but it definitely looks like Soul. Yeah. Um, he's the cameraman. And then they brought along their little 10-year-old girl. Um, God, Madison. Bella? No, Bella. Bella Madison is her name, yeah. I'm getting the girl mixed up from Harper's Island mixed up with this. You know. <laughs> God. So, Wait, it's not Bella Monroe? I, I think it is Bella Monroe. Yeah. Bella Madison. What the fuck am I thinking? I'm, I'm getting... <laughs> I'm real confused with this lineage. Who's, I'm where getting, does this kid get a different last name from? I don't know. She's maybe it, she got married. Illegitimate. Yeah, maybe she got married. It was, it was a forced wedding. Um, so those are your main characters as of right now. Um, but this is the first cutscene. And in the first cutscene, they sacrifice these ritual people, sacrifice a, a, a poor guy... Um, and then they're getting ready to sacrifice to another person, a young girl, a Japanese girl. And then all of a sudden, this this crazy white American kid comes out of nowhere, out of the woods, and starts beating the hell out of some of these guys and grabs her and runs away. And that guy's Howard Wright, another all-American name. Mm-hmm. Um, 19-year-old student who we don't know why he's here. I honestly don't know why he's here. Yeah. Why is I, he in Japan? Why is he in this remote village that everybody disappeared from? I don't know. They don't explain it. Well, I see something that said that he was drawn to the village by an email that he got from Sam Monroe. Huh. But I, maybe this is explained later in the game, and I don't know, but I, I feel like it would take more than an email to get me to go to backwards japan yeah that's i don't know so maybe that will be explained but i guess that's part of the mystery 
What is he doing here? Yeah, we don't know what he's doing here. But we're going to be doing a lot of game time with Howard Wright. In fact, I think the game... Uh, if I would, if I want to say, he's probably the main protagonist. Yeah, probably. Um, and so after that, everybody starts running. Uh, Sam gets separated. Not Sam. Uh, uh, Howard gets separated. The kid, 19-year-old kid, um, gets separated and is trying to find help. And this is where we take control of our first main character. And it's it, this is this is when I start seeing the structure of the game itself. I thought this game would probably be like a maybe almost like Resident Evil Four or hell even an open world game. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, this game is completely level mission based. Yep, to the point where it says like mission accomplished. Yes. Your mission is to get help. And then during the mission, you get submissions at the top of the screen. You know, run from the cop. What cop? Oh, that cop right there who's getting ready to shoot me. Where so, I immediately realized how much I needed to turn up the brightness on this game. <laughs> I couldn't find out where to go right when I started. Yeah, you have to run off into this little side area. Yeah, and, which was just blackness for me. So I looked over there, didn't see anything, and then went back to the road. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, I've already maxed my brightness in the game. Now I need to go change my TV settings. Oh, now I see a little path out there in the blackness. Yeah, that was um, – this was the first time I died multiple times because I didn't know where to fuck to run. Yeah. And, it was, and the cop just kept shooting. Yeah, and there's a little bit of this game like I could have swore there was a door in that little room that you start in. So I died a couple of times just trying to figure out how to open the door in that room. And then I'm like, all right, maybe I'll go outside. And, oh, it sort of looks like there's a door on the side of the building. Maybe I can open that. And there's some hidden passage behind this building. But, no. Nope. You just have to hide and wait for him to leave. It's... I just sprinted past him. <laughs> I mean, you can do that, too. <laughs> um, there, There is a, a part in the game, I don't know if you're to it yet. In fact, I don't think you are, where... There's a guy guarding a door and with a gun, and you can't. You try to run past him, and you're screwed every time. Oh yeah, I think I already passed that part. Yeah. So, um, what has happened to these people is that when they die, they come back as a undead. Um. I don't know, an un, un, undead shell of them former selves. I don't know. I don't. I, it's it's almost like you're a zombie. You look like a zombie. You know, you're bleeding from the eyes, but you can still talk. Sort of, yeah. Um, and they they talk and they kind of like act like the you know the cop still kind of acts like a cop. Like, uh, yeah, he'll he'll say things that a cop would say. Um, and like nurses and things like that. It, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It, it. You, you come back as a evil version of you. Makes sense. It's in line with what I know from Pet Cemetery. You yeah. come back to life, but you're not the same. You're not the same. No, you're this little evil kid. God, I hate that kid. Ugh. <laughs> I just keep thinking about the the when he had the scalpel and he cut the Achilles, Achilles heels yep. of um God it was a uh, monster uh, the the dad from the monsters yeah the old neighbor 
Oh, now I want to play with you. <laughs> but, um... Oh, I love that movie. God, that movie's fucked up. I forgot about that movie. I watched Silver Bullet the other night, but that's for another time. <laughs> we, can, we can talk about that after we finish up this. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really know how to, to continue going through this. So, everything is mission-based. So, you have the first mission. Get to get help, you know, just get away from the cop, find a place to hide, something like that. And then you have a cutscene. This first episode, the first episode, you had to select through a menu of episode one, two through 12. Um, and the first episode is you doing that little mission that took that can take if I knew what to do without having to worry about, oh, I don't know where to go or what to do. If I if I had played this game before and went back and did it again, I could do that that little playing mission in about three minutes. Yeah, probably. And that's it. That's all you do in that episode. The rest of it is opening cutscene, another cutscene, do the mission, then another cutscene, and that's it. And that's the you, end of the. You episode. would think with that much story in the first, in the first chapter, that it would, it would be this kind of epic un- unraveling and unveiling, like setting the game up. <laughs> like let's get let's get some story out of the way because that's all we're gonna do in chapter one, and then you can get to the. The meat of the game later, and maybe a little less story, but it th- still doesn't really make any sense. Like, there's a lot of things happening, but I don't feel like there's a lot of story happening. Uh, this, I mean, this early, the, I found out through playing what I've played, nothing really makes sense in this world. Um, <laughs> people have died multiple times and have not died. As in, they don't come back as a zombie; they're just still alive. And I can't figure that out. Like a um, double negative? Like yeah. You died once, but then the second time you die, you actually just come back to life as alive. Well, no, it's like I, I've seen Howard. All right, so Howard gets shot early in the game. Oh, yeah. In a cutscene. Shot through the fucking heart. Yep. He was too late. He gave Love a bad name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking lame. Um,. <laughs> So yeah, uh, so he gets shot and everybody oh he and he he legitimately acts like he's dead. I mean he you know, I mean, yeah he falls he, over dead. Yeah, falls over dead. And then the next fucking scene, he's back alive and nothing is fucking explained. He still has a gaping hole in his chest. He's bleeding. Yeah, and he, yeah, it's clearly not like this is two hours ago. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, like I mean, they just ignored the fact that he died. Yeah, I mean it was raining and oh now it stopped raining. I guess rain brings you back to life. I don't know what it is, but he, and I can't explain it. Then after that, he had, then he finds out he has the power to mind jack people or, or sight jack. That's the wrong, <laughs> wrong game. Um, and it's never explained. He doesn't act like it's weird. He's just like, oh, I got a headache. Oh, I can see other people's eyes. And, I'm, and that's it. I'm just like, okay, so he's just accepting this shit. You know, yeah. if if I was him, I'd be asking, okay, one, I got shot in the fucking chest. Why am I not dead? Why does this not hurt? Why am I able to see people's vision psychically? He's not asking any of these questions. We're just going to keep going. Right. And I've got no no problem with those being parts of a story, but they don't feel like they're parts of anything. No. They're never explained. It's just omissions. Yeah. This it's is very weird. Yeah, this is the game mechanics. Just keep going. It's like there was no writer. It's just like, all right, well, we need him to be alive now, so he's alive. Yeah. I've seen Howard die multiple times. I don't know how far you've gotten. 
but I've seen Howard die at least three times. <laughs> like, fall over dead, go to a cut scene with somebody else, come back, and he just gets up. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. I can't figure this game. And I'm, ha- I'm almost since done. Since it's not open world or anything like that, it's not like we, you missed anything. It's not like we missed anything. Yeah. That's just that's that's what they have scripted for you to play through. Yeah. So everybody kind of gets split up. Sam can't find his wife or his kid. Um, the kid has ran off with the cameraman, which the cameraman doesn't last too long. It, I, you know, I hate to bring it up, but I think it may be the whole the black guy always dies in all the movies. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, he dies very early on and does not come back. <laughs> I mean, as far as I as far as I've gotten, no, he doesn't come back. He does. I mean, he comes back. He comes back as, as an enemy, a bad guy. Um, and then we get to do a wonderful section of the game where you can't fight back because you're a little ten year old girl. Oh yeah. Wonderful. She's going through this hospital, and the only thing she can do is sight jack, which they don't explain that. Why can she sight jack? Why can anybody sight jack here? Exactly. That's what I can't get. If you want to tell me one person can sight jack, okay, I'll believe that they're special for some unknown reason. But now all these random people can sight jack? Yeah, everybody can. Maybe it's because they're American. (laughs) Maybe Americans can sight jack. Western devils. Yeah, we just haven't (laughs) tapped into it yet. Maybe that's why they were all drawn here. There's something connecting them. It could be. I don't know. I doubt it, though. <laughs> so, obviously, there is some type of this ritual that happened has has awakened something. Something bad is happening because the, the entire sky has turned red. It's raining fucking blood. You know, it's... It's just kind of creepy looking when you're wading around in this blood water. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just blood water and, you know, it's creepy and there's like these... The music in it is pretty good. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that the music is pretty good in this game. The music's good, and the and I think the sound effects are pretty cool. Yeah. Um. It's um and and, and some of the character models are real pretty creepy too. Mm-hmm. Um. So you you put the next part you t- you take control of the girl. Well, I, I take that back. You take control of the girl. I think in episode three. I'm skipping a little bit. Mostly, it's Sam running around trying to find his wife and kid. Um, and there's a cutscene of the Japanese girl that Howard saved originally running away. And there's a Japanese guy there who can also speak English, who has a shotgun. They don't explain these people. They're just he's, talking. He's trying to sacrifice her. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it has to be finished. The ritual has to be finished in order for this shit to go away. And I'm... You know, I'm they don't explain any of this. It's like I walked into the movie 45 minutes in. Yeah. That's that's what it feels like to me. I have missed the introduction. I have missed where these characters have their, you know, they do it so 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 quickly too, you know, like um just by random things, you know, like the Sam and his wife, ex-wife are there and um you know, just randomly like all right, I still I changed my name back, you know. And so, oh, so she's the ex-wife. All right, that's how we get that. And why do you still have the glasses I gave you for your birthday? And, uh, and it's just shit like that. I'm just thinking they're trying to rush plot devices, <laughs> you yeah. know, and backstory. 
just so, okay, and I, maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe they're just maybe they want the players to say, "I don't give a fuck about these people. Just let me play the game." It's just that the problem is the game is the game's not good enough for me to care about just the game. <laughs> yep, you know it, it controls bad <laughs> in some parts. But anyway, going to the hospital, little girl, um, she's Bella. She's she's. Ran into the hospital to get away from the bad guys, uh, particularly one big bad guy, uh, Soul or Saul, whatever, however the hell you pronounce his name. The cameraman has died and has he, he sacrificed himself. He, he let the girl run away. You know, run away. I'm going to stop these guys. No, he got killed. Uh, but he is now turned into the, the undead, and he is coming after her. Um, so she runs into a hospital. Which is fairly creepy. Yeah. I mean, creepy. an abandoned hospital. Yeah. It tends to be creepy, but... <laughs> it's, you know, you get the Silent Hill hospital nurse vibes. Yeah, oh, definitely. Because uh, they dress up. Is that how people... In, is that how nurses in Japan dress? They all wear nurse Halloween costumes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, they, they have the hats. You know, the hats. Why, why would you need a short, hat? short skirt. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the skirts, you know, all white. You know, they don't. I don't think they have adapted to scrubs yet. Um, so, uh, we're running around here. We're trying not to, to alert anybody because of the fact that little Bella can't carry a weapon. So she has no way of fighting. In fact, she can't even flail her arms and try and hit anybody. So the only thing you can do is run. In fact, if you get spotted and you, and something gets within like 10 feet of you, then it's start over from the last checkpoint, which I did quite a few times. I did too. Um, and this is the first part where I realized that I think some of these missions are timed because, um, so soul is zombie soul is trying to get into the, the, the hospital. She has kind of locked herself and barricaded herself in. And, um, she's trying to not alert these, uh, these zombie nurses. Um, and she's trying to find a way out. And so you have to get a few things. You have to go get a key and then go get another key and then unlock that door. Then go unlock the other door to get another key. It, you know, it's one of the, it's classic horror game. You unlock a puzzle to reveal another puzzle kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but the only difference is there's not really those brain teasing puzzles that you would see in like Resident Evil or, or Silent Hill or something like that. Yeah, which I guess is another one of the changes uh, in this version versus the original PS2 version. Where in the PS2 version there were a lot more like slow puzzles and thoughtful puzzles, and there was a lot less bashing Shibito with a an axe. <laughs> right. So she, um, you know, she she eventually has to go to the basement, I believe, to to get out. I can't remember what the escape route was, but um, this was a relatively long play session or play, you know, mission. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, you know, yeah, I, I think was... the key was in the basement. That was the that was the thing. You had to lure one of the Shibito out of like the nurse's office in the basement to get the final key that you needed. Yeah, and then come back out and unlock the door and get out. Yeah. The problem was is that um, this is where I figured out it was time because I got the key. I was trying to get to the door, but I had to wait on one of the nurses to turn around so I could run by her. While I was waiting, 
And it this did kind of creep me out, scare me, you know, kind of startle me a little bit. Soul was like right there, and, <laughs> and, and it's it's weird because I'm, I'm so used to these zombies speaking in Japanese, and all of a sudden I hear this this, this American guy, I got you now, and I was like, oh shit, and it scared the shit out of me because he, he was like running straight toward me, and he caught me, and I had to start over, and I was like, okay, I didn't know he could get in, so obviously this shit is timed, and sure enough, it's timed. Like, I, you know, because mm-hmm. I knew how to get everything. I got everything quickly the next time and I made it out. Didn't even see hide and hair of him. And so I'm like, OK, so obviously some of these missions are timed. I have to get out as fast as possible. Um, And I was thanking my fucking lucky stars. I didn't have to play as her again for a while Um, because I was, I, you know, throughout most of this game. And the reason why I say it's not really a horror game was that once I found a weapon, I'm Billy Joe Badass. You know, I, I don't care what it is. You know, you got you got Shibito fucking sprouting wings and flying around and shit like that shit. You give me a fucking frying pan, I'll knock them fuckers down. Yeah, unless you give them a gun. Yeah, then they have you know they, they can use guns too. Um. Which luckily you you do get some guns. The thing is, I don't know if you can run out of ammo. I don't, I don't think you could. Because I have never run out of ammo in this game. I never even saw an ammo indicator. I didn't either. So I mean, I've had shotguns. Take two shots and reload it. Yeah, shotguns, pistols, you know, whatever. And there's so many things. Like, okay, I get it. This game came out whenever the Dual Shock Three was introduced. You know, whenever, oh, you know, we just had the six axis, which really sucked ass, and they introduced the DualShock 3, so they're like, oh, would you like to turn on the vibrations? Because, you know, we have DualShock 3 support. You know, they're trying to push that shit, but they're also trying to push the the bullshit of, oh, to reload your weapon, you can take the controller and shift it. To the yeah. left or right. Flick it. Yeah, flick it to the side. Yeah, flick it to the side and you'll reload that way. Or you can just push triangle. Uh, I guess I'm going to fucking push triangle. <laughs> you know, it's so dumb that they're trying to imp- implement this stuff. The other yeah. thing, if you get knocked down, to get back up fast, you oh, have to God. shake the fucking controller. I hate that so bad. Also because it, I don't know how hard you have to shake it to activate it. Yeah. Or if it's the faster you shake it, the faster you... Get up because I'm just I'm just sitting there furiously pumping away on my controller, and I'm just like I, I this has to be enough. You, you know I don't think it, I think you just have to shake it a couple of times just to activate the animation to yeah. get up because I was like I, right now I'm so far in this game I get knocked down I'm just like and that's it just shake it twice and I'm just like okay he's getting up good it's just so stupid I hate games that implement that shit you know. Is fucking what was it called? Uh, Heavenly Sword with their whole shooting arrows and stuff. Oh, see, I love that in Heavenly Sword. Oh god, that it was, was so my annoying. Favorite use of the six axis <laughs> in this generation. You were the I only one. I thought that one. was so much fun. <laughs> I, I could not stand it. I was just it's so annoying. Just let me control it. You know, and, and this game tries to push it pretty hard too, and so. <sighs> I don't know how to explain this game. There's no story. Yeah, there really isn't a story. Just things happen happen randomly to different people. Yeah. And then 
You switch to a different person and something random happens. Yeah, Sam runs into his ex-wife. Yay. And then uh, then they get separated again. Uh, then he runs into the, the, the Japanese guy that has the shotgun. Um, and it, it, the, I do have to mention, after each episode, I mean, when, you, when you finish it, they, they play a, on the next episode of Siren Blood Curse, you know, and... Yeah. They show, like, clips of cutscenes and things like that of what's going to happen in the next episode. And it always changes. So, like, there was the end of one episode where Sam was walking around alone. And it showed the, the Japanese guy with a shotgun. And he was at this perch, like, sniper perch. And he saw him. And it and he it, while Sam was walking, it looked like he got shot. Mm-hmm. He shot him. And he fell over dead. And then it goes on the next episode. And I'm like, okay, so that happened. Then, when I go to the next episode, it shows that cutscene, but instead, they changed it up, and he actually shot a zombie that was behind him. And I was like, okay, first off, that's bullshit, because I saw him fall down dying. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that was supposed to be a trick. He fell down because he was scared. Yeah, and but they've done that multiple times. I've seen it because you know yeah. I, I'll play a little bit more of it. But I've seen it where they they ended on a cliffhanger, but then they totally retcon that cliffhanger in the next episode. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? They're they're actually like trying to pull this shit. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, this is why I can't take this story seriously. How many times have I seen somebody die and they come back? You know, mm-hmm. so. I mean, you're totally going to get uh, – eventually you're going to get a – a. You, you're going to see that a lot of people die and then everything fucking changes. Uh, you haven't got to it yet and I kind of don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I, I will be there soon. It's a shit uh, – to me, I was like, that's a shitty fucking excuse. Oh God! I was just, I was so pissed off. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" You know. <laughs> oh, okay, I can't wait to talk about that because that that's that that's that's the one slap in the face this game has given me so far. Uh, th- but like I said, I mean, you can't really talk about this game because there's no real story. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just you play as this guy. Some shit happens. You know, I'm I'm trying to imagine. Oh, you know that part was really awesome, but there wasn't really a part that was really awesome. It was just you you here's your objective. Go here, get this, fix this, go here, leave. That's all this game is. Mhm. You know, and protect Japanese girl. You know, don't let her die. That's about it. Yeah, that pretty much is about it. <laughs> Anything you want to talk about? <sighs> I, I I don't want to bash this game anymore. I mean, I mean it's I, just I don't want to say that I'm bashing it. I think that the it controls archaic for its time, and yeah. I think uh, it, the story is kind of eh because there's there's not really much of a story. Now, I mean, I I haven't found it I haven't found it particularly difficult. You know, there there's some sections where you have to sneak. You know, they force you to sneak around. Um, and there's some mechanics that I think are kind of stupid, but I mean, I don't think it's a bad game. 
You know, I, I think. Right. I, I mean, I, I I would agree with that statement while at the same time saying, I, standing by my statement that I have not had a minute of fun yet. And I, I mean, and I don't mean that to be like, well, you shouldn't have fun in a horror game because you should be scared. But I haven't been scared. I haven't felt feelings other than I'm uh, being frustrated <laughs> or being confused. I guess probably is more than more than frustrated. I, I guess you're not having a good time. I I, I don't know. I, I feel like it sounds to me like this is a bad game. I, I feel like as shitty as the story is. They're not even setting it up where I feel like there's any chance of redemption. Yeah, like, it's, it's I, I don't like... I feel like there's any mystery either. I feel like it's just people wandering around, and then at some point, I will finish Chapter 12, and then they will be done wandering. <laughs> and, like, that's the, so that's the story. <laughs> maybe maybe their last wandering takes them onto a bus, and they leave, and that's going to be it. Well, there, there is a little bit of mystery, um, because and, and they do... Yeah, I mean, there's sacrifice, and there were sacrifices 30 years ago, and there. Well, the the slap in the face was kind of a big turning point. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe maybe I'll feel differently once I get a little farther into it. It's just it's it's shitty how they do it. Which is kind of why I like talking about these games at, at somewhere near the halfway point. Yeah. Because my first impression may be wildly different from my the way I feel about it by the time it ends, and I honestly I hope it is. <laughs> Because I don't hate the game. Like I said, I, I, I like what they did. I even like it just a, a conceptual idea. Taking a somewhat loved horror game from the PS2 that didn't maybe get a lot of sales and kind of revamping it. You know, now it's on the PS3. It's got better graphics. It's it's more modernized. It's streamlined because it introduced a bunch of the improvements from the second Siren game. Right. Uh, you know, so all these things I, I love about it. Except actually playing at it, I'm not having any fun. <laughs> so maybe that maybe that's a bigger negative than any other positive. I, I'll just have to wait and see how the game plays out. Right. I, think. That's, I don't know. That's unfortunately that's all I can think about is just you know this. I can't think of anything else to 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 talk about. I mean, there's a couple of things where you oh you find secrets and every time you use a weapon, it's added to this you know little. Like Encyc- archive. Yeah, archive or encyclopedia of shit. And it's I'll like- tell you, it, I feel like the game does a surprisingly good job of, if not telling you how to do what you have to do, at least being somewhat clear on what you have to do. Well, I mean... Uh, because you can bring up a map at any time, and it usually has a marker on it for where your objective is. Yeah, where you have to go here. I mean, that that, that objective has never steered me wrong. Right. I will and, give it that. That may be a minor thing, but I will say there's a lot of games that don't even do that much. Yeah. And this does it in a, in a way. So, like, you know, the, the way Dead Space does it might be a little bit too helpful. Yeah. Like, here's a line on the floor. Follow it. <laughs> like, this is, you know, I, I think a good middle ground where here's your objective. I'm not going to tell you what you need to do to get to it or how circuitous a route you might have to take to get to it. Yeah. You, or what you might find when you get there, but this is where it is. Yeah, that's that's you know you have to know how to read a map. Yeah, <laughs> and and I, and I like the way it shows you you know just a tiny thing like I like the way that it shows you where you walked from when you pull that map up. Yeah. So you can see like where your footsteps are coming from. Yeah. So classic so it, classic it, MMO. Yeah, it, it's easier to kind of orient myself on that map also, which which is nice. I mean, these are minor things, I guess, but 
they do go a long way to ease some of the frustration of the game right. that I might might have. That's um, yeah. <laughs> That's all I can really think of. You know, I mean, the, it's not a, it's not a particularly bad game. Um, I'm a little bit more than halfway. In fact, I'm coming close to the the climax of the game. Um, so I know a few things that are going to happen, um, but I won't spoil them. I'll save them for our next episode. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about Siren Blood Curse next week. But I want to talk a little bit. Just we're going to have a. We had an intermission last week with uh, or two weeks ago with uh, Eli. Matt unfortunately was not able to join us, but he's here now. I want to talk to him for a minute. <laughs> so. It's Halloween. Let's discuss some scary shit. Let's, let's discuss some horror movies, because I know you're a big horror movie buff. I, I do like horror movies. What what would you say is the quintessential horror movie to watch for Halloween? The typical one movie? Assuming I mean, well, you've never seen one? or. Uh, uh, classic movie that you can, you know, everybody has probably seen, but yeah, go back and watch it again. Uh, I mean, I I like to watch all the first movies of the different series. Okay. So, like Friday the 13th. You're talking about like the original Friday the 13th where Jason's yeah. mom was the killer? Yeah, all the original ones. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street, Children of the Corn. <clears throat> Just I, I like to start those out. I mean, one of my, Pet Cemetery is one of my favorites to watch. Pet Cemetery is really good. Uh, but I mean, if you want to say all time classics, probably The Exorcist has to be up there. Yeah. Um, Halloween. Yeah. Uh, I you know if some of the newer movies are are okay if you're looking for a more modern. I tell you, movie. I tell you, I was actually very impressed by the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was very good. He he delved more into Mike Myers' childhood and how how he became the killer that he is. Mm-hmm. I thought that was it was pretty good. I yeah, I, I I kind of like his track record with horror movies. They're they're distinctly Rob Zombie ish. I haven't seen the newest one, and I'm most intrigued by that out of all of his movies. And what was that? Uh, Lords of Salem. I haven't I haven't heard of that. It, supposedly, it's a little bit less bombastic, a little less in your face than some of the other ones. It's a little bit more slow and cerebral. Right. Um, I, have, I haven't watched it yet. I, I may watch that on Halloween Day. I may make that my... Because I had I kind of started a tradition. I had fallen out of it. But when I was like 12 and I decided I was way too old to be trick-or-treating anymore, uh, I decided I was going to pick a, the scariest movie I could find every year. Right. And watch it on Halloween night. Uh turns out once i turned 21 i had other things to do on <laughs> on halloween night usually but uh being on a thursday I, I i may watch lords of salem okay i may watch a classic i don't i haven't decided yet let's I see did, i did just win a free movie the other night that i haven't seen for red, red box or no we won it at uh just some giveaway at f- football related giveaway oh okay but uh i i thought i just grabbed it because I thought it was funny because it's a DVD of the movie VHS. Um, I have I have seen VHS. 
You have seen it. I don't think it was as bad as everybody was saying. Yeah, I mean, I my expectations are pretty low. I know it's a low-budget movie, and I've seen a lot of shitty horror movies over the last couple of years. I have, too, and I don't mind them. You know, yeah. a lot of people poo-poo on the whole found footage shit, mm-hmm. and I don't give a shit. You know, to me, I will always watch a paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah, sure, I know they're fake, and everybody's like, oh, they're not real horror movies and stuff like that. I'm like, whatever, dude. I, I like the first Paranormal Activity. I've watched them all. You know, other found, the, the the original Blair Witch Project. Yep. I don't dislike them except when they try and tell me that it is actually real, like the fourth kind. Yeah. That I, movie but, I did not like because of that reason. But I but, really like the fourth kind. I th- That was a deal breaker for me. That you movie, can't tell me this is real because... In my mind, I'm immediately thinking, if this was real, I would have seen this shit on CNN years, like, months ago. This is so, true. The more you try and tell me it's real, the less I'm going to buy anything that you're saying. It, so if you just set it up, here's a movie that's found footage. I'm like, okay, Cloverfield, like it. All, all, all these movies, I like them. Except for The Fourth Kind. I love The Fourth Kind, though. I thought that movie was creepy as hell. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty creepy, too. But I just... <laughs> yeah, I, I understand where... Yeah, I couldn't get over. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, the first Blair Witch Project, the hell I own it. I like it. I don't yeah, care what I anybody says. Um, that second one was god-awful. <laughs> god. And I forgot the guy from Burn Notice was in that. <laughs> he was the main character. Um, but I yeah. think the biggest movie I've seen in the last ten years was The Ring. The Ring? I don't know if that... Probably within 10 years, right? Uh, I don't know. I think I was still in high school, dude. Yeah, might have been 10 years ago. Maybe more. That was the last movie that really scared the crap out of me that I saw live. Or in the theater. Let's see. Yeah, there's not really that many new scary movies out. I thought the Evil Dead remake was pretty good. Oh, right? I fucking absolutely loved that. I thought that was good. I thought that was fucking awesome. The yeah. the ending to that movie was fucking awesome. <laughs> yes. The last the last fifteen minutes, I was like, "Fuck yes!" <laughs> this is fucking started raining blood, and it yeah. just, it got goofy as fuck. <laughs> I liked it, and I like the possession. I haven't seen that one. Is that is that the from the director that did um. The, the director that's done eighty percent of all the horror movies that have come out in the last three years. Yeah, the uh, Insidious and yep. Uh, what was the other movie? Uh, he did. They did the first Paranormal Activity. It's like this umbrella of people. I don't know if it's the exact same director, but there's the director who also works with this producer that does a lot of these movies. Right. Uh, they also did the one with Aliens, where they were all trapped in a house. They also did uh, Sinister. Sinister. That's the other one. And then there was a sequel to Sinister or a sequel to Insidious. Insidious it came out, yeah. Okay. I haven't seen that one yet. Was it the the Haunting or something like that? I can't remember. They also did The Bay, which was god awful. One of the worst horror movies I've seen in the last couple of years. The Bay? I've never heard of it. A great premise for me. Like it's just a small coastal town, and weird things start happening, and then you kind of figure out why, but. It just, I mean, that movie was just so low budget and crappy that it, it felt more akin to a sci-fi original. 
which I mean, I guess in itself isn't really bad because some of those can be entertaining, but it, it just really felt like a waste of my time being and being so derivative right. of all these other movies that they've done. Let's see, classic movies for me: The Thing. The Thing's a good one. John Carpenter's The Thing is one of my all-time favorite movies. I like The Mist and The Fog. I like both of those movies. You talking about the originals? The original, uh, the original, the fog, but I really like that. Oh, I don't know. Oh, nine ish. M Night Shyamalan. Was it M Night? I'm pretty sure that was M Night Shyamalan. I wasn't it? thought it was Der- Frank Darabont. I could be wrong. No, I'm thinking of Lady in the Water. Yeah, the much different movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, the Mist was. It was a Stephen King book. Yeah, it was a yeah, Stephen yeah, King book. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think directed by Frank Darabont. Yeah. Um, but like I like I mentioned, I, I watched a Silver Bullet the other night. Um, I like that movie, even though it's not really scary. Mm-hmm. Have you you've seen Silver Bullet, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, the one movie I've seen Gary Busey in that he acts normal. <laughs> I think he he acted normal in that movie. Um, but I really like that movie because it, it's 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 very bloody and violent, but it feels almost like a kids movie. <laughs> like you know, like a teenage movie, like. Well, not really like the Lost Boys or, um, fuck, what was that other one with, uh, wasn't there another scary movie with, like, Corey Feldman and Corey Haim and stuff like that in it? Um, shit. Maybe not. I can't remember. But, you know, like how the Lost Boys was where it was, it wasn't really a rated R horror movie, it was... Kind of, you know, had a little comedy in it a little bit. Yeah. What was the one where they had all the classic monsters? Is that the one you're thinking of? Where there's like Frankenstein and Dracula and the Swamp Thing. That's a really know. good movie. I don't know. Was it with the Feldman and, and Haim? With the Corys in it? Monster Squad? Monster Squad. right. Monster Squad. Yes. I love that movie. That it's. I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but it's in that same vein where... It's not a scary movie at all. I mean, this one actually may be just a kid's movie. Uh, I think P- it is. It's PG-13. Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> Somebody the, kicks him in his junk. The Monster Squad had uh, Andre Gower, Robbie Kiger, Stephen Macht. I don't know any of these guys. No. But... It's a non-scary movie, but with monsters. Yeah. Uh, people who also like Monster Squad also like The Evil Dead 2, The Frighteners, which that's an underrated movie. I agree. The, the Frighteners I thought was fantastic. Uh, Gremlins, Army of Darkness, Hocus Pocus, and my personal favorite, Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> I do like most of those movies, all of those movies. <laughs> you know, I, I, will, I will be the first one to admit when I see an Ernest movie on, I will watch it. Yep. I think they're dumb fun Mm-hmm. And I think Jim Farney was fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, I never really liked the Gremlins. Really? Yeah, I never liked Gremlins. Oof. I just thought they were dumb. Yeah, I I don't know. I absolutely love the first one. The second one, I think, is a little too out there, but yeah, fairly fairly enjoyable still. Um, I want to say I've seen Monster Squad. I just can't remember it. Um, there was another movie. It was a comedy. 
And I guarantee you nobody's ever heard of this movie. <laughs> but I watched it when I was a kid. Um, it was like one of those movies that I always rented be- whenever I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like it was, what, you know, I can't tell you how many times I rented Beetlejuice. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I'm sure my mom and dad were so sick of me renting Beetlejuice. You know, they they like, hey, what movie you want to watch? Beetlejuice. You know, but there was another <laughs> there was another movie who it was like a kids horror movie, which Beetlejuice written really a kids horror movie. Um, but this movie was called. Uh, let me see. There it is. 1987. Movie called Ghost Fever. Ghost Fever. It had Sherman Hemsley in it. Two policemen are sent on a routine assignment to serve an eviction notice. It becomes anything but run of the mill when they become involved in the ghostly happenings. <laughs> they go to a haunted house to serve an eviction notice, and everything is haunted. And it's the most ridiculous kids movie with Sherman Hemsley in it. <laughs> you know, and, and for some reason that it, it just sticks in my mind. I totally remember that movie, like front to back. Yeah, I here's a movie I wish I had left just in my mind: Little Monsters. Oh, with uh, what's his face? Fred Savage. Fred Savage and, uh, and Howie Mandel. Yep. Yeah, I loved that movie as a kid. I tried to watch it last year. I could not make it through it. It's that bad. Movie, it's bad. It it's is a me. bad movie. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Uh, I wish I had never watched it again and I could just fondly remember it from my childhood, but it's <laughs> completely ruined now. I never want to see that movie again. Yep, yep. That's um, I've ruined even the fond mem- memories I had of it. <laughs> you know, um, I was a kid when it came out. Um, Casper, the remake of Casper that had uh, what's Christina her face, Ricci? Christina Ricci in it. Um, now we're talking about kids scary or horror movies or, or kids supernatural movies. Um, in fact, the thing I remember about it was we were like the it was like the last or one of the last few drive-in movie theaters. Oh yeah. And I went and saw it at a drive-in when I was a kid. I do remember that. I, I don't. Know. I'm. I'm I watched a movie that wasn't necessarily a horror movie, but I was interested in it because it had it, it just sounded like an insane premise. <laughs> it's a movie called Red Knights. Hmm. It is a French slash Chinese movie. Alright, I don't know what to imagine that it would be like. <laughs> it's uh, it's not a horror movie, but it's a weird movie. Um it's about this woman who wants to get this special type of drug. She's like a sadist or something like that. And there's this special drug that's very rare that basically what it does is, is when you take it, it makes you paralyzed. You can't move your body, but it also heightens your senses. And she wants to give people this drug so that they're paralyzed and then she can torture them because they'll feel everything that she's doing. Oh, that's weird. It's one of those strange Asian quote unquote horror movies. Um, borderline gore movies, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, torture porn. Torture porn. Gore porn. I don't know how you. We, I, you know, I try to avoid those terms because it sounds stupid. 
know, it's everybody's like, oh, hostile and stuff like that. You want to see the original gore porn? Go fucking watch Hellraiser, dude. <laughs> you know, and I hate those movies. I hate Hellraiser. I find them so dumb. But you know, those were the first ones where I saw people getting fucking torn apart. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. Anyway, there's some horror movies. Seriously, if you want to go see, a, if you want to see a good horror movie, just watch the thing. Yeah, that's a classic. That's a sure. classic. They they used no CGI. It was all puppets and shit like that. I ha- I have a fond, you know, respect for a movie that still uses animatronics and things like that. Yeah, me too. Um, and I think uh, don't watch that fucking. Do not watch that new sequel or prequel. I hated it. <laughs> I thought it was horrible. Uh, I really like uh, Event Horizon. Event Horizon is a great At one. least the first half. It kind of gets a little bit ridiculous in the second half. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily make any sense, but it's a great setup. Yeah. And it's a great movie visually. If you've ever played Dead Space. Yeah. I mean, you, it owes a lot to Event Horizon. Absolutely. That's, that's, you know, there's another movie that I, I wouldn't say is a horror movie. It's a very sci-fi movie. It's based on a book and I know it's got like really bad ratings and I really don't know why. Cause I really enjoyed it. It was called sphere. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I will say that sphere is probably my single favorite book ever written. Right. Not that I think it's a, you know, it's not some amazing piece of art, but I, I just absolutely love that book. So to watch the travesty that was that movie hurts me. <laughs> See, I've never read the book, but I thought that the it movie... It pains me. It pains I, me physically. <laughs> I thought... I, I was like, this this intrigues me. You know? I yeah. was like, this premise is very interesting. The book can be legitimately scary, too. Oh, really? Because there's... And I don't remember the movie all that well, because like I said, I watched it once and I... I, I couldn't. I couldn't even think about it ever again. I've blocked it out of my mind. Yeah. But, but there's a lot of parts in the book where he, he is like trapped in in the same way. I mean, not scary like to scare you, but just very, very tense. Tense, yeah. I mean, not not almost like Gravity, I guess. If you've seen that new movie, I haven't seen Gravity. But it's just like there's a lot of parts where he could suffocate at any moment, and he's being attacked by a giant squid, and now there's lots of little things floating around that are going to eat him, and. There's yeah. a, you know, it. it I, I don't feel scared myself, and it's not like supernatural, I guess. I mean, it kind of feels that way, but it, it is very tense for the characters. Yeah. But I, I, I like the movie, I guess, because I've never read the book. I know, yeah. I know a lot of people. It's got bad ratings all across the board, but I mean, it had a lot of well-known actors in it. it had Dustin Hoffman, and Samuel Jackson, Sharon Stone. And that guy who played Sabretooth in the Wolverine movie. Uh, not William. No, it's something, it's, it's, it's one of those weird names. Play Cotton in the Scream movies. Yeah. What the hell is his name? Shit. Is it, is it Liam? Or Leave? Leave? Live? Leave Schreiber. Leave Schreiber. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, had him in it. So. Yeah, I, and I, and I like those actors. Yeah. I just could 
did not like that movie. Mm. It, but, you know, I don't even know if it's a bad movie. I just know that it's a bad adaptation of a book that I absolutely adore. Right. I understand. It's like if they ever made a Dark Tower movie or series. They, they keep saying they are. If that happens, it's going to be horrible. I mean, you can't do that. I mean, it, it, hell, half that shit to happen in those books is impossible. Yeah, I I hold out very little hope that it would be any good. Yeah. I mean, you know Stephen King's going to make a cameo somewhere. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Knowing him, he'd be the Crimson King. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah we're, we're getting into, you know, stuff that nobody's ever heard of. If you have read the Dark Tower series, I tip my hat to you. And if you haven't, you should probably read it. It is I know a, a lot of people that dislike it, but... It is a fun. It's not really. I'm not gonna say epic fantasy, but it is a. I don't even know if I'd call it fantasy. I think that would that would give people the wrong impression. It is a. It is a Stephen King adventure long series. Yeah, yeah, it is a long. It's the closest thing Stephen King could ever write to Lord of the Rings. Yes, and he specifically wanted to write that type of long adventure. Yeah, in fact, I think The Gunslinger was one of the first books he's ever wrote. Yeah, it was very early. Yeah, back in the 60s. Or the 70s. I can't remember. Yeah, but it starts with the Gunslinger. Give the Gunslinger a try. If anybody is out there likes I to read. I think keep getting better, too, up until... In my opinion, I like book two more than one, book three more than two, and book four more than three. I think they keep getting better, and for me, they peak at four. And then five, six, and seven are all similar, because he wrote them all at the same time after he... Got hit by a van. Yeah, I got hit in that car accident. And then he's like, oh shit, my series is never going to get finished if I die. So let me finish up and write 3,000 page books. <laughs> yeah, for real. God almighty. The, you, you're talking about, you, you like the one where they where he goes through the different doors to... That's book three. That's I like the one three. that's almost exclusively a flashback to when he was younger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's four. Yeah, four is my Wizard favorite. in Glass, I believe is the name of that. Yep. Yeah. Let's see, what was the second book called? All right, the first one was Gunslinger. The second one was was the second one the Drawing of the, the three? three. Yeah, that was that's the, the one where you, the Wasteland, the Wasteland, then the Wizard and Glass, then fuck, what was book Wolves five? of the Kaya. Yeah, that's was it. That five? Yeah, Call of the Kaya. Call of the Kaya. Call of the Wolves. <laughs> Wait a minute, I don't know. I've got them somewhere in my room somewhere, but anyway. And it ends with the Dark Tower. The Dark Tower, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's, it, definitely give those a shot. Anyway, I think we've wasted enough time for everybody. Um, I do appreciate everybody listening and sticking it out with us just to hear us ramble about movies and books that you should probably check out. Um, but anyway, we don't have any new iTunes reviews, but please, if you would, leave us an iTunes review. We greatly appreciate it. It helps get our name out there. We will read it on the show. It can be good or bad. I don't care. Preferably good, but you know. Uh, you can also send us an email. Uh, you can send me an email, Drew at ztgd.com. You can uh, uh, suggest games to us, or you can uh, tell us what, what we're doing wrong with Siren Blood Curse or anything else like that. Just let us know. Um, you can send me an email there. You can also tweet to us. Um, I am uh, at DML Fury, and Matt is at REMGS. 
Uh, and also follow us. The podcast itself uh, is um, now a Twitter account holder. It is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, you can tweet to us there, suggest games to us there, and stuff like that. Follow us. We're gonna. This is where we'll usually post. Hey, here's our new episode, or you know, if we have polls and things like that for what the next games we want to play and stuff like that, definitely hit us up there. Um, the only other thing I do want to plug is that uh, later on uh, in uh, November, in fact, November 9th, I'm going to be trying to uh, do a 24-hour marathon of video games. Uh, what I'm going to be trying to do is stream them on Justin TV on the ZTGD channel. We're doing it for uh, FrontTowardsGamer.com's 8-Bit Salute. Basically what they're doing is, is they have this thing called Operation Supply Drop where they supply our troops overseas with uh, care packages with video games and entertainment and stuff like that because you know everybody knows we need some entertainment whenever you're a thousand miles away from home and yep. in the desert. So it's you know it's never fun like that, but he he likes to send uh, care packages out to them, and uh, we're trying to raise money to uh, to make that happen. Um, so definitely, I will um, make sure that Ken puts up a link to our uh, our donation page. Make sure you use that link because that means that you've donated for N4G or the N4G radio is what it's for. But I mean it's for the ZTGD group. Um, but make sure if you do if you would a dollar helps anything doesn't matter uh and make sure on november 9th starting at around eight o'clock in the morning i am going to be streaming 24 hours worth of games nice i don't know if i'm going to be able to handle all that luckily jay will be helping me uh if any of you have listened to the show before jay who was with us for alpha protocol he's going to be helping out um especially a little bit of moderating with the chat and stuff like that but also he's going to be streaming someone if i need a break um and uh jay likes to play some dota 2 so uh, if you're into Dota 2 and stuff like that, definitely check that out. He's going to be playing some other games as well. I don't know what I'm going to play just yet. Probably some Street Fighter. Probably just some Street Fighter 4. Um, some XCOM Enemy Unknown. Um, and a few other games. Uh, probably whenever it gets close to nighttime, I'm going to play Outlast again on the stream. So everybody can watch me scream like a little girl. I'll be there for that one. There you go. But um, yeah, definitely um, click that link. It'll be with uh, this... Um, episodes uh, page so just click that link if you can please just donate whatever you can anything will help i do appreciate it but anyway um that's it for us um we will be back next week uh for our final discussion of siren blood curse hopefully it will get better hopefully yeah we'll bookend halloween with this game yeah that'll be uh we'll we'll be it'll be november 1st when it comes out but it'll still be halloween in spirit but I do appreciate everybody listening. I hope you guys have a great week. But until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. We'll catch you next week with our continuation and final episode for Siren Blood Curse. You guys have a happy Halloween. And then it's back to Dark Souls. Yes, then back to another scary game. <laughs> More frightening than Siren. <laughs>